morning, you gon' wake up in the morning. Fuck, I'm talking right now. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any other. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see What you guys are doing right now, it's the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. I feel like you really not popping until you do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I know you gotta be a big time celebrity to be up in here. You gotta be, you gotta be big time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the What's up, Yee? What's good? Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. That's right. It's Wednesday, middle of the week. You good can't morning. say guess what day it is right after you say it's Wednesday, right? <laughs> My days just be moving. I can't figure out what day it is. I know. I be feeling like I need like a little extra time. Yeah, yesterday well, I had to go to see the uh, the accountant yesterday mm-hmm. uh, to get some things in order. And when I got there, he was like, uh... Have you seen Yee? I'm like, I work with Yee every day. <laughs> he was like, uh, she had an appointment yesterday. She just didn't show up. She didn't call. She didn't come by. Nothing. <laughs> I forgot. I said, okay. I forgot. The truth is, I was supposed to, um, no, my appointment was for Monday, and I completely forgot about it. And I snitched on her. I was like, yo, Yee been mad. She didn't shopping like crazy. She been sending packages to my house. She just been buying and buying and buying. Now, let's talk about that package <laughs> I sent to your house, because Envy actually got me a gift. Is this tacky that I did this? Yes, it is. <laughs> but I let you slide. Go ahead. Tell him. So, he gave me the gift receipt. It's from Louis Vuitton. It was nice. She returned it. Envy and Gia wow. got it for me. I didn't return it. I exchanged it. No, because my <laughs> gift, your gift cost way more than my gift. So she ex- she bought it back, and then she, that was disrespectful. And then she shows, <laughs> Envy, you like this? She at least could have hit it and said, hey, I bought this on the own. I actually sent it to your house. <laughs> she sent it to my house. She exchanged it and then sent it to my house. Yeah. Right, fine. But isn't that what you're supposed to do with somebody? I was like, it was a nice gift. But then I was like, I really wanted this. You don't like my gift? Fine. Fine. I really wanted the other the other items, so I just, you know, nothing wrong with that. That's what gift receipts are for. Okay. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Fat Joe will be joining us today. Mm-hmm. He has a new single featuring Don't Cardi B we? and uh, Annual AA. I'm welcome. And while AA. What's the AA stand for? Do you know? He doesn't know. All right. Well, if Fat Joe has a new joint, it's called Yes. So we'll talk to Fat Joe about his new single. And, of course, Joey Crack always has a great story. Always. Plenty of them. All right. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, well, remember we were telling you about that Midtown Jewel heist that happened in New York? Yep. $4 million of diamonds and jewelry stolen. They did get one person. Really? All right. Trying to sell me the watch. You said what? I might have been the person trying to sell me that watch. <laughs> that you tried to sell me? I ain't trying to sell it to you. I just said, hey, man, just letting you know that this is available. I, I just said, somebody, somebody just offered me a, a Rolex and it was mad cheap. I don't be knowing nothing about no jewelry. Charlamagne don't hit me about nothing. He was like, hey, I got a guy. Hey, man. got a watch. Just letting you know this sound pretty cheap, buddy. Oh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. The New York Giants have benched Eli Manning. They're going to let rookie quarterback start next week, Daniel Jones. This is just after two weeks. This should have been done a year ago, but we'll see how Daniel Jones uh, fill those shoes. Yeah, but that's the worst feeling in the world. The worst feeling in the world is when you didn't walk away when you wanted to walk away, and they got to sit your ass down somewhere. And by the way, that can happen in any industry. 
in any business in any field. Yeah, they should have. He should have left a year ago. I mean, he knew that his time was over and his d- run d- was but up. But you don't know though. That's the sad yeah, no, he part. No, he knew. He knew. Nah, nah, everybody yeah. knew. Come on, man. Nah, I mean, but, that, but, but you're always the last to know. From the outside looking in, we can always see and be like, yeah, he on his last legs. But in his mind, he can still go out there and ball. But see, that's when your wife got to say, "Baby, sit down." Baby, baby, it's enough. Yeah, your wife or the owner or the GM or the coach. <laughs> Somebody. And in this case, all of the above. Jeez. All right, e, what we getting into? All right, Tropical Depression Imelda is expecting to hit eastern Texas. What the hell is a tropical depression? <laughs> it could escalate into a hurricane. So Jesus. I've never heard, heard of a tropical well, depression. Said, I, I didn't know what was going on. Heavy, heavy rain. They got tropical anxiety and tropical PTSD, too? Lots yes. and lots of rain. So excessive rainfall. <laughs> They're saying it could cause flooding. So if you are in Texas, just tropical depression. be careful. They said it could be 6 to 12 inches of rain uh, over southeastern Texas. And some areas could get up to 18 inches of rain. They are warning people when you're driving, don't drive through water because the worst thing you can do if some place is flooded is drive through because you have no idea how much water is really there. So that's how a lot of times people misjudge the depth of the water and you might get washed out. FYI, all those storms cause depression too, by the way. Hurricane Humberto is a Category 3 storm right now and it is still heading towards Bermuda, just so you know. And there's only been 21 hurricanes that have passed within 100 miles of Bermuda over the past 100 years. The last hurricane to actually hit Bermuda was Hurricane Gonzalo back in 2014. All right, now KFC is testing a new chicken sandwich. It's a chicken and donut sandwich. A word? Yeah, that sounds original. You know where it came from? The Boondocks. Drop on the clues bomb for the Boondocks. You remember the Luther episode? Season 1, episode 10. You don't remember the Luther? Well, it's a chicken and donut basket meal. It costs five forty nine. That has that chicken looks like tenders a heart attack. or a bone chicken plus a donut or a chicken sandwich for five ninety. That looks like a stroke. The Boondocks told us ten years ago the Luther Burger. Okay, God damn, but they steal everything from Black culture. All right, Kentucky Fried Chicken got that from the Boondocks. Um, iOS 13, in the meantime, is coming this week. So if you're going to update your phone, you actually can do that starting tomorrow if you have an iPhone 6S model or later. So here's some of the changes once you update. Dark mode. They said Apple users will have the option to have a dark background that's easier on the eyes and maybe it's better for your battery life also. Also, swipe to type. So instead of punching in one letter at a time on your keyboard, they're doing a new quick path keyboard, which lets you swipe to type more quickly. Before, you had to use an app in order to be able to use this, but now they'll have it built in. Now, they also have a new privacy feature that lets you log into third-party apps and websites, and you get to use your Apple ID. But part of that option called Sign In with Apple, you can choose for Apple to generate an email address so you can log into these services so it won't give you your own personal information. Also, Apple Maps. If you use Apple Maps, you'll now be able to explore cities in 3D. So you can also be able to favorite spots that you go to a lot and create a collection of places you want to visit. And Siri can read you your incoming messages and let you share audio from your AirPods. Also, Apple Arcade, if you're a gamer, they have a new gaming subscription service that launched on iOS 13. It costs $4.99, and it has a catalog of over 100 games. Let the record show that my iPhone already updated for me, so that means that my iPhone going to start messing up at any moment because they sure. want me to buy that goddamn 11. Well, it's available tomorrow, starting tomorrow. What, the 11? iOS 13. Oh, it said they updated me the other night, like two nights ago. I woke up and it said, your phone has been updated with iOS something. All right, and one of the suspects, one of the three robbers who pulled off that $4 million jewel heist in Midtown in the Diamond District has been caught. Pedro Davila, he's from the Bronx. He was caught hiding out in Pasco County, which is just west of Tampa. He was caught Sunday night, and he will uh, face a... 
He faced a judge actually yesterday, and he has two unapprehended accomplices, Jay Sean Sutton and oh, a third got, man. They, get, oh, they got all the names. Who huh? has not yet been identified. The third person hasn't been identified. Oh, he yet. coming. They're going to get him because you know why? The spirit of 6 9 going to be in that first guy. He's about to tell on everybody. Mm-hmm. Trust me. But, you know, they had really clear images of them. The other guys, they, they had fake dreads. Were they fake dreads? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. But they do have those very, very clear images. So. What if they, even sold, the they, they sold all the, all, all the jewelry? I wonder. Nah, because you wouldn't buy that watch that I, I hit you about. I definitely wasn't buying that watch. Somebody right. definitely hit me about a watch in the Diamond District, and it was like, hey, trying to get rid of this fast. And, she, and it was like, it was, I forgot how much it was, but it wasn't, I didn't think, I didn't think it was much for what it looked like. Mm. But everybody I showed it to, I only showed it to Envy and Duval, and it was like, Nah, I ain't paying that much for that. Mm-mm. Well, there you have it. All right. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this ASAP Don from Seaport, Savannah, Georgia. You ain't in with the ASAP crew, bro. <laughs> yeah, grow up, man. Yeah, grow up and be yourself. Before, I got their name before I knew them. No, you didn't. Yeah, You're I a goddamn it. liar. Don't even tell no lie like that. Possible. Right. What's up? What's up? Yee? What's up? What's up? What, what does the ASAP stand for for you? Peace, King. Um, A, a street-affiliated person. Boy, that's stupid. That's Why you want to be a street-affiliated <laughs> person, man? Hey, I was I was young when I got that. Right, well, you should well, change your go. name, bro. Man. And the Bible says when you yeah. grow up, you should let go of childish things. Put the ways of being right. a babe behind right. you. Right. But why right. you calling, brother? Yo, I want to get it off my chest, man, because this, this Diddy and Steve Harvey thing, Steve Harvey daughter thing, man, how y'all know they wasn't pulling the okie doke over us and Diddy was already messing with her? How do we know that? What do you mean? Yeah, what are you talking about, bro? Like, what if he was already messing with her? Already. And they was lying, saying that was his son girl when oh, okay. he so, was so, registering so, her all along. So what you, exactly. So what you're doing right now is what everybody does on social media. They create their own headlines, create their own narrative. So what you're trying to say is Diddy was probably dating her when she was underage. Exactly. I don't know how you exactly. get to that conclusion. Let me ask, let me ask <laughs> like, you a question, bro. Like, I don't. Exactly. I really don't. No, man. Did you wake up thinking about Diddy this morning? Yeah, I don't understand how you get to that conclusion. No, I, man, I was I was listening to y'all for years, and I never got through. This is my first time getting through, man. Let me okay. ask you a question. You got a wife or girlfriend? I got I got a girl and a baby on the way. How old is your girl? I'm having a little boy. How old is your girl? Yeah, I'm 26. How I know you wasn't dating her when she was 16? Nah, nah, I didn't know her. She stayed in Virginia. Ah. Okay. Ah, so, how, so, so how you know? How you know Diddy knew this young lady? Why are we? Why? Hey, why are we arguing? Because I just want people. I just want people to, to think about how dumb their logic be. Thing. I got. I got one more thing. Go ahead. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Stop calling Trav sis. That is a grown man. That is a grown man. Stop calling Trav sis. He is a cis. He is a cisgendered gay male. I don't know. What I that think. Wees. Baby, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Get off your chest, man. Yo, Charlemagne, man. What's up with you, man? Why you keep coming in late? Who's late? You. My contract man, you... says 6.05. <laughs> nah, I don't want to hear about that contract, man. You always late. I, I wouldn't want to hear about my contract either. You late, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blessed, man. This is the second time. Angela Yee, what's up? What's up? What's up? This week, I inboxed you, I think, yesterday about the show, about the Netflix show. Ah, uh, what show? Uh, unbelievable? Unbelievable, man. That show is dope. I think I watched three 
Three parts yesterday. Why Man, you so listen. Hyper? When I was watching it, I had to watch it. I started watching it. I had to watch it straight through. To I stayed up late because I had to finish it. Because I was like, Nah, this can't. I can't. I gotta see her get some type of. You know, you gotta watch it to yeah, see. But it's a true story. Yo, you from Philly, aren't you? Right? Nah, see, I'm from Harlem. See, Harlem. <laughs> I mean, either, I know you sound like one of them hyper. You sound like you, you haul them. <laughs> All right, bro. Have a good one. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I be spinning valley circle blocks till I'm busy. Like, where is he? No one seen him. I'm trying to clean him. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Angela. It's Snack Man. I got a joke for you. Oh, I just seen Snack Man the other day. He was at Angela Yee Day. There was like a million people there. It was very good. It was awesome. Thank you. What's your joke, Snack Man? Oh, boy. And you, and you, and you, you looked very stunning. You, you, when you came off the stage, I was standing right there. You walked right to me, and then you took all pictures with these young girls, but you faced me. So I thank you, because you looked beautiful. Oh, thank very, you, Snack Man. Beautiful. Very beautiful. All right, so the reason why I'm having trouble getting my girlfriend pregnant is the same reason why I'm having trouble getting into the gang. Okay. Yeah, yo. I'm shooting blanks. <laughs> Thank you, Snack Man. That's our resident Breakfast Club stand-up comedian. Yeah, you're not doing that guy no favors by not telling him the truth about how bad he's so. How trash he is. <laughs> it's really been going on for nine years, and he ain't getting no better, and it's your None. fault. It's been going on longer than that from when I was at Sirius. It's no, your he fault. Really he really sucks. <laughs> like, really, really sucks. Hello, who's this? This is Stefan from Jacksonville. Stefan, what's up, bro? What's going on? I want to say I listen to you guys every morning. Thank you. And I want to say that you guys are harder to get to than the president. No, we're okay. not. I want... I want I want that secret number that Trav got. Trav get through every week about four or five times. Trav comes through the I back door. You want to come through the back door like Trav? Nah, I'm okay with that. Right. Okay with <laughs> Be careful what you wish for, then, buddy. EJ, DJ Envy. Yes, sir. You you the DJ? Yes, yeah, sir. I get different music. I seem to know the playlist every morning. I know a song coming up next before it come on. Sir. I ask him all the time, Envy, come on. Sir, we tell you this a million one times. We do not pick the songs that. Play. No, it, yeah, it ain't no we you. I do ain't not no pick we, the songs. You you we, pick the music. I don't pick the songs. All right. I need I need to go renegotiate your contract then, so you can start picking the songs. We need new music. Yeah, I'm, I, you know what? I might need you to represent me. Hold on, let me get your number. <laughs> <laughs> guy. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Nick, uh, a.k.a. your man Flawless. What's good? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, um, basically, man, my wife is mad at me right now, <laughs> so I was going to see if y'all could give her a shout-out and say, what's good, Denisha? You know, love you, baby. What's her name? Denisha. Denisha, where's she from? Uh, Indianapolis. Hey, salute to Denisha. Yeah, Hey, salute. Every time I usually call up here, uh, I always talk about my uh, YouTube channel. So I'm just like, man, let me go and uh, see if I can get her a shout out today. What's she mad for? Good reason. Uh, uh, I mean, because I always calling me talking about my YouTube. You know, your man flawless. Y'all go ahead and check oh, that Lord. out. Man. She mad at you because you can't stay focused. You call up here to give her a goddamn shout out. Now you're promoting your bum ass YouTube page. <laughs> my, my bad, man. But yeah, look, I'm trying to get out the doghouse, man. All okay, right. well, good luck. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that, man. I don't know what you did, but good luck. 
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we'll tell you about somebody who wants their money back. That's right, and it all has to do with R. Kelly. Oh, boy. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the <laughs> God. We are The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk with Whitney Houston. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. <laughs> Well, there's a Whitney Houston hologram tour that's going to kick off next year, starting January 23rd. It'll be international first, and then they have some shows tentatively planned for North America in the fall of next year. It's called An Evening with Whitney, the Whitney Houston hologram tour. There'll be dancers, a live band, choreography, and it will also feature Whitney's most famous hits, which includes I'll Always Love You, I Want to Dance with Somebody, and The Greatest Love of All, and Higher Love. I don't know if I'm paying for that. I don't know if I would want to see that. Listen, that Michael Jackson, though, Cirque du Soleil was amazing. See, I might go the do hologram. something like that. But Cirque du Soleil is a little different. Yeah. They're doing more. That it's more than just a hologram. Popping, it's, it's everything. Yeah. Cirque du but this is more than just a hologram, too. Is it, is it a con- you said make it sound like it's a concert. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. a concert. Like, they're just putting the hologram on tour. I don't want to see that. If it's but like a choreography, dancers. Nah, nah. if it's a Cirque du Soleil shape, whatever that is. Cirque du Soleil. If it's that kind of type show, I'll go to that. But just to see it, now. Nah. And then for people that get mad at people that be lip syncing, Boy, they're going to get mad at this. As if well, Whitney, you know what to As expect. if have the option of being if, there. If you're a huge fan of Whitney, they said it's a great way to celebrate her original recordings and preserve that I'm, legacy. I'm not impressed with holograms anymore. I'm going to tell you why. I, I just bought a hologram. Uh, <laughs> you're going to laugh at me. You Last bought week, a hologram? I'm going to tell you how it works. It's a fan. And the hologram, it go, it, it's on a stand. And it spins, and as it spins, it can put a, you can put a hologram of whoever you want. So while I'm DJing, I can have a hologram of myself over myself. Is it a 3D hologram? Yeah. Uh, is it as mm. good quality as this Whitney Houston hologram will be? I'm sure. I don't know. I'm not paying for that. I don't know about that. I'm but, sure. But, but for everybody that goes and enjoys themselves, congratulations. If you're a big fan of Whitney Houston, like my mom loves Whitney, I would take her to go see something like this. She'll be excited. All right, now Flavor Flav was on Vlad TV, and he was talking about the past <sighs> and all the issues that he had with being an addict. He's He was an addict for 18 years, but he has been clean for the past eight and a half years. Here's what he had to say about how much money he was spending on drugs. Drugs, them shits is real easy to get on, and they're hard as hell to get off. You know what I'm saying? And if I would have known that back in those days... I don't think I would have experimented with it. I got to the point where I was spending like twenty-three dollars to $2,500 per day on coke and crack. And I did that for six years straight. Do the math. This is exactly why I don't understand why it's any new crackheads. Like, we've had years and years of experience and samples to see what crack does to people. Why would you ever smoke crack in 2019? All right, he also talks about his friends that were around him, his quote-unquote friends stealing from him. I had a lot of people around me that were supposed to be my friends, but yet, you know, when I go to the bathroom or something, they would steal my and I would come back and my pile was, like, smaller. I thank God for those thieving-ass friends that I had because if it wasn't for them, maybe those could have been the hits that took me out. How did he know they were stealing? How did he know they were? Because he said the power was smaller when he would yeah, come but back. How you know they weren't just taking it and flushing it down the toilet so you don't smoke it all up? Maybe they were also addicts, too. You know, you know what? I, I don't judge anybody, right? But all our lives, we've been raised to know that crack kills and the things that crack does to a body. 
No, our generation knows that because we saw people come before us. Flavor Flav is older. Flavor mm. Flav came out around the era when crack was still being but used. But people are still using crack. People still using crack. That's my, I just said I can't believe there's no new crackheads. I never understood I why people why use crack. The people still use heroin. Crack. When you see people on yeah, heroin, but like you, you hear like, all the things that? and then you still want to try crack or you still want to try heroin. Why are you saying the same thing I just said? You said it like this. I said it like that. I said the same exact thing. No, okay, you said it like that. Okay, guys, that's enough. Let me finish my segment. Because of years and years of people smoking while they didn't new crack. Like this, I said it like that. Some Jesus people have Christ. addictive personalities, though, right? And they're more. But they gotta try it to becoming an addict. All right, now R. Kelly, as you know, got bailed out of jail previously, and that was because of a woman named Valencia Love. Well, now he's back behind bars, and she wants to get her money back. She put up a hundred thousand dollars for him to be released from jail in February after he was arrested, and. She still can't get her money back. They're not giving her back her money. They declined to grant her he request. Made it to court. They said she had no legal basis to ask for her money back. I thought that once That's you go to court and all of that happens, you do get your bail money I back. I thought so too. That's fat. Well, man. I don't understand it. She should have got Now, you know, I she also she paid $50,000 in back child support on his behalf as well. I don't think she's getting that back or should expect to. Well, she's not getting that back. But, but I don't understand how you don't get your money back. I thought you only get your money back if they. Beat the case. No, you get your money back when the when person goes go. to court. They just, that's just to ensure that they show up. Yeah, it's to ensure they go to court. But he got to keep coming to court, though. He's locked it's up, so he's going to keep coming. He's not He's not like he's He's not going to miss a court date. Mm. Right. I'm just confused. But they said they're not giving that, that money back. Yeah, I, I, thought, that I, I thought you get the money back when the case is like totally resolved. Like if, if he f- gets found not guilty. That's mm. what I thought. I don't know. I, I just thought it was just to make sure you don't flee. But, hey, all right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. Thank you, Yeezy. When we come back from Pace News, what are we talking about? Uh, well, let's talk about an 18-year-old woman who was arrested because she bought an AK-47, and we'll tell you what she did after that. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJMV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. New York Giant fans, all right? They have benched Eli Manning. Uh, rookie quarterback Daniel Jones will be starting. So Poor guy, man. We'll see how he does. That's the worst feeling in the world, man, when you, you know, you're an OG and you've been in the game a long time and everybody knows the game has passed you by, but you're the last to know, so then they got to sit your ass down somewhere. Oh, that's the worst feeling in the world. They should have sat him down a year ago, honestly. He should have sat himself down. He should have, but... But, like, like you, you never know when you're an OG. In your mind, you think you can keep doing it forever. Yeah, but sometimes your wife, your spouse, you know, I just be like, hey, baby, you just got to sit down. Well, in this case, it was the owner, the general manager, and the coach. It's like that in any industry, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you you always the last to know, but trust me, them higher-ups will be like, you know what? Uh, we need to freshen things up in here. Mm-hmm. Better learn how to walk away. What else have got you? All right, Alexis Wilson. She's an 18-year-old woman from Oklahoma. She was arrested for making terroristic threats against her former high school. She purchased a new AK-47, and that's when she took some photos, some videos with that weapon. Then she showed those photos and videos to a co-worker and told her that she was going to shoot 400 people for fun and that there were so many people at her old school that she would like to do it to. Well, you know what that led to. Now she's been arrested. Her bond has been set at $250,000, and her next court date is next week, September 27th. She said that she didn't mean the statement to sound the way it did, and she was trying to teach her co-worker to not be afraid of firearms. Nope. got to treat her the, the same way they treat people in Minority Report. In Minority Report, you would go to jail if you thought about doing a crime. 
But me seeing being as you put it out there, you got to give us some time for saying that. Now, a car has plowed into the lobby of Trump Plaza in New Rochelle, purposely. It started it started at around 8.50 a.m. It was a black Mercedes-Benz that slammed through the glass door entrance. And two pedestrians suffered minor injuries as a result. They said the crash uh, is under investigation. So we don't know if it was out of control. Nah, they said he crashed the car, hopped <laughs> out, and just sat down. Just sat on the couch waiting. They said he didn't know what he was doing. Trying to go to jail. But they're still investigating. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's happening. All right, now, Ed What Buck. did they investigate? Well, they don't know if it was an accident or if he did it on purpose. It you, sounds like it was on purpose. It sounds like it's it on purpose. But you they ran still your car into Trump Plaza and sat in the lobby. <laughs> Chilling. <now>. Okay? <laughs> Come on. All right, you guys remember Ed Buck, the, de- the Democratic donor, the yes. one who uh, a black man died in his home, a couple of men have died, and overdosed? Well, now he is being charged with providing methamphetamines to a 37-year-old man who suffered from an overdose last week. And he also is being charged with running a drug house out of his apartment where two men had died of overdoses previously. He's been accused now of injecting his latest victim with methamphetamine at his apartment. He was also arrested and being held. They're saying they want him held on a $4 million bill because he's a violent, dangerous sexual predator who mainly preys on men made vulnerable by addiction and homelessness. Yeah, I was wondering how how much longer they were going to let Ed Buck stay out here killing and raping black men. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, both of the men who died were black. He is white. Yeah, he's he's done that to 12 other people already. I guess, like, why are they just grabbing him now? Well, thank God they finally have. He's uh, being arraigned today, actually. Okay. All right, and Pennsylvania State Senator Mike Fulmer, in the meantime, has been arrested on child porn charges. He's a Pennsylvania State Senator that was uh, busted for sexual abuse of children, possession of child pornography, criminal use of a communication facility after law enforcement found images of child porn on his cell phone. That's after they did a search warrant at his home. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Fat Joe will be joining us. All right, so we'll kick it with Fat Joe, Joey Crack. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. EJMV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. A man who's fresh off getting some bar mitts for money. That's right, Joey Crack. Yo, what's up, guys? A million dollars a mitzvah. Stop. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. New single out right now. Yes, Yes. featuring Cardi B. And annual... uh, Annual. 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 It's the biggest boy in the game. I know. I can't Let's address him correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, Cardi B, you know, BX... Mm -hmm. We had to do it. It was like a a, a Latino explosion or something. It, just, it felt like it had to be like that. So this is all for the new album. <laughs> Family Ties. Family this album's Ties. a classic album. Miss I don't want to beat y'all. Yeah. Where's the album? Because it's really classic because okay. there's a lot of lists out there. It's a lot of bogus top five lists and all that. Not too many people have had hits in every decade, smashes and anthems, and they keep overlooking me. So I figured it out. I said, all right. I gave you great albums, but you thought it was all right. So it looks like the only way I make it on that list list is giving you a classic album. Yeah. And, man, I took my time with this thing. This thing is, like, out of control. Hey, yo, Envy, y'all stop playing with the people, Envy. He got a sneak peek. I heard about about 90% of the album. I promise y'all y'all going to be the first. Now, the album, Bananas. Some people say you got a couple classics already, though. Yeah, some would say that, I but think no, no. One's still in nah, this, 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 this for their asses. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one for their asses, bro. I wonder why Fat Joe doesn't make the list. I would say probably because they look at you as an executive all these years, even though you've been spitting your ass off. Man, I get so many stories. I remember one time I worked with Kanye West, and he couldn't believe when I pulled the pen out in the in the paper. Mm. 
He was like, you rap? We were doing a he song together. He said, you rap? I said, what do you mean? He was like, I just look at you like the Don, and like, yeah. they give you the record, and you just do it because you're the Don. I'm like, are you crazy? So it's like, it's so it's so many different variations to it, to like why we don't look at Fat Joe like he's an artist. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What does Cardi mean to the Bronx? Oh, wow. Cardi B, uh, it's hard for a guy to get out the South Bronx, to see a young lady come from the mud, bro, because the Bronx is the mud. It's just a giant ghetto, no, regardless. And I love the Bronx, but it's the mud. And she was a stripper and then to make it and stay focused and positive and get this type of success. We got no church. The, what Jay-Z says says a lot about yourself. Nah. If you hate on her, it says a lot, a lot about, about yourself, you. man. Right. The thing that's so unique about Cardi B with this whole social media, people fell in love with her. Yes. As a person, and then she happened to make hot music. It's almost like Khaled. Khaled had number ones, had all that, but when that Snapchat came out, mm -hmm. people got to see his personality. Right. And it was like, oh, wow, we love him. Let's go support. A lot of Khaled's persona is you and Ross, though. I do notice that. Well, Khaled's my little brother. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He come, he, he's the nice guy, Fat Joe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, <laughs> so Fat Joe will turn up on it. Like, just the other mm -hmm. night, I had to tell him, I might give you... I might give you that ketchup in here. Like, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? I seen you with the black hoodie on. No, I seen you with the black hoodie on. You were somewhere performing. No, no, no. I had that some... was my birthday party. He popped up with a hoodie okay. on. Said, nah, something happened. Something the other night I, I will not elaborate on where I had to tell the guy, looked at me like, would you really? I said, yes, I would now. <laughs> you said ketchup? Yeah, let's forget about that. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, no, Joe's the nicest guy. Zone, Joe. I haven't seen you in that zone in years. Yeah, it's just a, a very disrespectful moment. But um, you used to really like violence at one point. You, you, you're on I record love admitting it. that. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Loved it. I wanted. I didn't mind dying in violence. Like mm. you know what I'm saying? Is that is that is a you know, it's a warrior. I was a warrior, man. You know, they, they picked on me every day. They bullied me. 20 guys every day. I went to junior high school. They beat me up every day. I never had a picture. Don't make excuses. As I'm telling you the truth. Like violence, I'm <laughs> telling you the truth. I had a black guy and a big lip every day. They picked on me every day. I would have to fight these guys. I would come outside knowing I'm going to get beat up. The whole school's laughing. Fat Joe's coming out. Fat Joey's coming out. They're going to beat him up again. I got to go punch the toughest one in his face and get beat up every day. Yeah. So that made me black out. And as soon as I learned to be aggressive and give everybody the business, hey, everything was back to normal. So some people think... What's crazy is now I see the same guys and they open my Bentley door for me. <laughs> oh, Yo, God. Dawn, what's up? Yeah, what's up, Andre? That's like Back to the Future when Biff ended up washing the cars. I mean, y'all, listen to me, man. It's great, but I love them, though. You know what I'm saying? I love them, though. It made me who I am. To me, everything on earth is a lesson from God. That God puts you in certain situations, and at the time, you're like, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. And then maybe 10 years later, 20 years later, something happens where it puts you right in that predicament, and the wisdom that you gained that time mm -hmm. allows you to step up to the plate and be like, boom, when they put me in jail, I was not scared, guys. Really? No, it was 2,000. Let me tell you something. I don't know if I told y'all this story before. It's 2,000 dudes, tattoos on their neck, six-pack, Aryan nations, the Haitians, the didn't they? Oh! They, it was, they screamed so loud. It felt like the Game of Thrones dragon just in your face. <laughs> Without the fire. It was like... <sighs> and I kept it moving. I was like, yo, Joe, we ain't folding in there. We fight all these...
So, you know, that prepared me getting beat up so much, prepared me for that. You had to fight in jail, too? Family ties. You didn't fight in jail. No, I almost thought this dude was like a, uh, damn, y'all want that one? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. this so, was, what, five years ago? Yeah, I had Jordans in jail. There's no such thing. It lasted about a day. Long story short, they sent in uh, whatever, SIS or something. These guys, they, they watched the cops and everywhere. They watched corruption. Mm -hmm. They was really scared of Fat Joe paying cops to bring them because the only thing, I'm, I try to bribe a cop to bring me a steak. He wouldn't take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He would not take That's all I want. I don't use drugs. Like, yeah. yo, could you bring me a little steak farm on 12? Somebody's going to have a paper bag for you. At the <laughs> he was like, nah, I ain't bringing that crack. Um, long story short, they tell on me. Boom, they come, they grab me. So I'm going on a visit, and this old man, uh, we used to call him old school. So he come, I'll be giving him food and all. He come up and say, yo, Joe, I ain't going to lie to you. I shouldn't say his name, but he was like, the guy such and such, he told the cops on you I was there. I see the dude he's talking about. His name was Sway. So I said, hey, yo, officer such and such. And, and, and he was like, yo, what's up, crack? I was like, could you give an inmate a deputy's badge after they come out of jail? The whole jail shut up. So he came up and he like, he said, yo, crack, I think that's disrespectful. I think you might be d disrespectful. I said, no, I You said think. how, Sway? I don't think. I know I'm being disrespectful, <laughs> and I'm about that life, <laughs> like, let's go. So he's like, yo, 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 you bugging out, crack? And he leaves. So I go to visit. I'm upset. Talk to my wife. She visited me every visit. So when I come up, it's the biggest dude in the world. World. I don't even know where they found this. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never seen him. The four months I was there, I never seen him. This was a specimen. His arms down to his knees. Diesel. He looked like Anthony Joshua's big brother. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. Child so go up and he goes, "Yo, crack. Let me holler at you." And I said, "Um, I said, yo, what's up? And he was like, yo, man, be, me and my me and my people, we don't like how you talked to Sway earlier. I said, yo, Sway's a rat, man. He told on my sneakers. This, you know, naive. I'm like, Sway, he, he told on my said, no, 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 no. You don't get it. Me and my we don't like how you walking around here. Because I ain't going to lie. I'm running through. I'm mm -hmm. Joe Crack. Mm -hmm. I'm, same guy here, same guy yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. up, yo? Next. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look at him, I said, you need 99 more 99! <laughs> Who are you <laughs> to address me? Are you crazy? <laughs> so I start blacking out. All of a sudden, this <laughs> start looking shorter and shorter and shorter. <laughs> he said, this <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> he, no, no, he got it. He said, oh my God, <laughs> he's crazy. Like, no, 99, he's walking away. 99 morning. He walks away. He ain't want no smoke. You know, he was just big. So what was the lesson you learned in jail? Because you said you learned something from every no, so-called mistake. What was the no, lesson? No, I learned too much. I learned I wasn't a young boy no more. So what happens is we be hot for so long. Mm -hmm. You think you're 21. So you don't take life as serious as you believe. So mm -hmm. when I went in my cell, mm -hmm. I knew that my window was smaller. And I had to... um fix a lot of relationships. Like, I knew when I came out of uh, jail, I had to squash my, my shit with Jay-Z, squash my shit with 50 Cent, and any loose ends I had out there like that. All right, we got more with Fat Joe. When we come back, let's get into his new single. It's called Yes, featuring Cardi B and Wal-A-A. I love face that 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Fat Joe. What was the hardest beef to patch up between all the problems you had? What was the hardest one that took the longest to patch up? Had to be 50. Nah, man, that was smooth because Chris Lighty mm-hmm. died. And then, you know, Jay-Z, first of all, you don't see him. Second of all, boy, he's a stubborn one. And, um, you know, I had came out of jail. And before I even got to him, he jumped out at me. I, we was at a, a Jordan party, and he was there behind the wall. <clears throat> so he jumped out, gave me a hug, and that was that. And then, then Tata was allowed to hug me. <laughs> Everybody was allowed to hug Steve yeah. Stout. Joe! Right, right. You know what I mean? Becca's, I squashed it. He wasn't even there. <laughs> <You know. laughs> but I guess it's harder when, it's, when, it, when it actually is a street situation. You know, if, if an actual fight happens or uh, a shooting or a stabbing, it's hard Thank to... Thank God we're not in that range. No yeah, 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 yeah. Chilling. Did you ever squash the people who kid? I never had beef with who kid. Big Bun just kidnapped him. It wasn't a beef. He just got kidnapped momentarily. Who kid loves telling that story, too? He's He's a a good sport. Huh? He's a good sport about it. Yeah, he was a sucker. I was going to get who kid. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to get who kid, boy. I almost had him one time. He was like, you know what I'm saying? But who kid is like, he's weird, right? (laughs) But um, he's a good sport about that one. He had the big pun. Now, I can't control big pun. See, I'm coming from a, I'm an intellectual thug. Very calculated. Mm-hmm. Don't want my people to go to jail. True Don don't want his people to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Big Pun wasn't like that. He you couldn't control smartest, Pun? He was the smartest rapper dude in the world, but he was like, God forbid what he did to who kid realistically. Like, the guy was crazy, man. You, guy, you, I don't you know how to control him? Man, I used to go in his house. I can't even tell you these stories. Even 20 years later, I can't tell you the type <laughs> of that was going on. I be going up in there. And he's, yo, Big Pun was crazy for the, like, he ain't have no rational. So the one time me and Pun got locked up for beating somebody up who I, I never beat this guy up, by the way. I got, we, we got locked up for beating up a guy we never beat up. It. Seriously. So we in the cell together. He's over there. He's like, I'm stressed out. We finally making money. We getting big time. He just goes platinum. We getting rich. I'm stressed out. I'm like, damn. He was like, yo, twin. They got swimming pools and jails for us with, with, like, celebrities, man. They give you massages, and, and we good, man. And I'm like, we good, <laughs> They're going to put us with the biggest killers in the world. <laughs> like, he was crazy like that. He really believed some fantasy. It was crazy, man. He was crazy. How was successful crazy. you think would, would Punt be as an artist in oh, 2019? Man. Well, if Fat Joe, I'm going to just be realistic to you. If Fat Joe is successful now, um, Big Pun would have been successful too, cause he, he, you know, he was better than me. Yeah. Pun used to fall asleep and wake up and grab a book and write down a whole song. Like, could you imagine you sleep and dream a song, mm-hmm. like on a regular? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? He had no, there was no boundaries. There's no hard work. It was not hard work for Big Pun. Your album is Family Ties. Does that mean your son is on there too? No, he's not on there. My son, he worked on um. A joint for French Montana. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's he's very talented. We we do different. We got two different styles of music. You know what I'm saying? He with the, you know, Balmain for the pain. Gang, 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 gang. I'm like, <laughs> you okay. Did that too, though, at one point. Not like that. I did a hit. It's called Make, <laughs> Make it, it Rain. rain. By the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. four million souls. 
Smash first New York guy to rap on him. Don't you, you was mad at me, Charlamagne. I was, I was. I, I, we almost got you on a plane I one remember, time, Charlamagne. I remember. <laughs> I remember. We let you go, Charlamagne. North Carolina, Charlotte. Hip hop guy. You're I didn't welcome. want that from him. Thank God, because I love worked. this guy I, so much. How did you catch him on a plane? He was on the plane. The people remember. don't get away from us, MV. They don't <laughs> get away. So we catch you. That's that. Right. You know, you know what's what what so crazy about that? I was like, I was like, he didn't see that article. Oh man. That's <laughs> I was like, I'm like, why would I just see an Ozone magazine article back then? Yeah, and I see everything. So I'm like, <laughs> I see everything. And not only that, I see you. Like I'm like, you probably said he don't know me. I was like, exactly. Yes. Exactly. With the black hoodie on row 23. <laughs> like, <laughs> we knew precisely. I tell you, man. But um, you was right, though. Make it rain was a hit. I'm going to tell you the most special one. The most <laughs> special one. And I shouldn't be talking like this. This is bad. This is bad. But um, I was looking for a guy for a long time. Mm -hmm. Right? And it was when the mixtapes, you didn't know what they face was. Mm -hmm. And one day I'm sitting in. Madison Square Garden, courtside, watching the Knicks. Somebody walked by. Somebody walked by. Mm -hmm. And a big dog, too, in the industry. And said, you know, the guy you're looking for is the light-skinned guy with the brown shirt three rows back and just walked away. Jesus Christ. Jeez. And, Why would he light him up like that? And I turned around. I look. I'm like, that boy went to the bathroom. <laughs> Hello! Oh my God! <laughs> uh, we leave the story at that. He knows who he is. We had a nice talk. Well, I'm it was glad cool. you had the Yakuza. No, that wasn't me. my brother. You know what's so funny? When we landed on the plane. I said, I'm not going to the bathroom. <laughs> said, I said, something said, don't go to the bathroom. I don't know if you know me, but don't go to the bathroom. Don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> go to the bathroom. No, no, I had decided. They was already like, you know, they, they was like, yo, 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 yo. You it's don't give no mercy? Poppy's over here. This We gave you mercy. It, it's <laughs> like, gave no, you. we gave you mercy. No, not me. So, I'm talking about the guy in the garden. Nah, he, 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 he had to. Uh, what did he do? No, no, no. He just violated a little. You know what I'm saying? He was, like, talking crazy to people. And then, you know, people always talk. That's what you got to really... That's another thing I learned in life as I get older. I really keep... And I like to talk. But nowadays, I keep my mouth shut mm -hmm. no matter what. Because everybody... Look, look at this. The other day, Remy got this dude. He drives up. Ha, Pap, and the baby. All day. The other day, I go to the Barclays. We do Rihanna's uh, fashion show. And the dude is driving Cardi B and her husband. So now if Remy's in her car mm -hmm. talking all type of shit about just cuz, yeah, yeah, maybe right. she hating, yeah. maybe she this. Right. No, never exists, but I'm just saying, the guy's there. The same guy. Yo, Joe, what's up? I'm like, ain't this gonna be with Remy all day? Mm -hmm. That's a small it is. Yeah. You can't be talking about people behind their back. Mm -hmm. You can't be talking all that mm -hmm. You keep your to yourself, man. And I had to learn that the hard way. All right, let's get into a Fat Joe Mini Mix. Fat Joe's here. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Fat Joe. Charlamagne? We were talking to Swiss about posse cuts earlier, and you were on an amazing one, John Blaze. Ooh, that was my song. Yeah, what, what was that session like? And were you intimidated oh, in any way? I've never been. I mean, me rapping with great rappers has always made me better. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I rock with Eminem. You know what I'm saying? I live for that. I rock with Jay-Z on the remix. I, I live for that. I rock with it. I go. 
Like you're not gonna you're not gonna outshine me on on a joint. You're gonna might be a little better or mm. a little worse or whatever, but joke gonna go. Mm. And that's the problem with some rappers. Some some rappers think they war ready and they beef ready till they step into the beef, and then they get somebody coming at them crazy. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what it's like to have beef with Fifty Cent? Mm-hmm. Fifty Cent is incredible with the beef, not just musically. With every every day he was going viral. Yo, your mother, your wife, you. I, I'm like, oh my God, this guy here. Yeah. Like, don't get beef with 50 Cent. If you can't have thick skin, you gonna really go through it. Let me even give it to Wendy Williams every day. For no reason. Did it affect your relationship with Ja Rule for you and 50 to make up? There might be a small undertone there. Uh, you know, Irv and Ja, they might be a little upset with me. But listen, I love them. And I'm just not about that no more. I'm not going to beef with a guy for 20 years where it's not going nowhere. Irvin Jai and 50 is different. Though. It's been shooting. It's been stabbing. It's I been can't confirm, but what I'm saying, <laughs> I almost had it. <laughs> That's just a little different. I almost squashed the beef. If anybody really? on really? earth almost squashed the beef, it was me. Mm-hmm. Not squashed the beef. I was going to bring them both out to a concert. And... I, I hope this ain't throwing nobody under the bus, but 50 was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then them, they went bad on me. Irv and Joe was like, are you f-ing crazy? F*** you. Like, you know, we got real beef. It's till we die. You know, but, you know, 50 Cent tell me, yo, I'll do the concert with you. And then this Irv's father, exactly. you know, that night on exactly. Instagram. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And, like, I'm like, come on. But that's B. interesting because at one point it seemed like Joe thought they were going to make up when they were on the same flight. And he even seemed like, okay, that was cool. We were... Not friends, but at least... Nah, them guys, there. I don't know. I mean, they're going to be 80 years old because they both cock diesel in good shape. They're not dying no time soon. <laughs> so them guys, they're going to be 80 years old giving uh, giving uh, speeches about each other somewhere. <laughs> like, hey, 90. <laughs> like, nah, they going. I don't want that. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I told you, I said, nah, I ain't got... I really got no beef with nobody. I'm all about spreading love and... Unity and showing love and giving mm-hmm. back and opening businesses in our community and giving jobs and giving kids hope mm-hmm. and and that that's what I'm about right now. I'm, I'm about everything that was never given to me when I was growing up. Right. So Family Ties is almost done. Family Ties is done. It's done. Is there any any records that? It's big records in there. Any records big, that didn't make the album that you? Oh, like, hundred records. Wish this like make we it. took this too serious, bro. We had to do a classic. Beat wise, Cool and Dre are super producers. So you, for any producer who hears the album, they gotta be really, really impressed. Musically, albums take me a month, two months. We took two years on this album. I'm not gonna lie to you. This is quality. Who's the biggest rapper on the record? It's some features, man. Yeah. Any big collaborations that didn't make it? No. Mm. Everything. <laughs> Everything's there, man. Uh, I'm gonna shout out a couple of people. Uh, Mary J's on the album. Legend. You know, I love her, love her, love her. We did the spiritual joint. Uh, Legend, not even a big enough word for Mary J. Blige. Oh, That's an icon. Like she's just something. Icon. Else. I don't think we appreciate Mary. The way you know, we should. oh, you better. I do. Mm-hmm. I listen to her every day. Me when too. I get up, Me I gotta too. get up. I didn't love you better. Hey. <laughs> That's how I take. I mean. I, you don't want to know, but that's where I take my shower tonight. All right, Joe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's my joy. Every morning. And I just want to reiterate, Joe, I do trust your air. We were in the Bahamas, and mm-hmm. you were playing an artist that's your artist. Angelica Villa? That's what I'm going to say. Angelica, and she has shown and proved since she's then. She's the Latina Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And what you got to understand is sooner or later, just like I tell you all the time, mm-hmm. 
we're going to catch a big one with this girl, and everybody's going to say, damn, this guy wasn't lying. She's too beautiful. She's too incredible. Sooner or later, she's going to blow. It's, it's the bottom line. Joe had us in the Bahamas in the library with his boombox. Now, we disrespected Wait, that place, I'm like, huh? we're in the library. He's playing First of all, we were so twisted. We made everybody leave. They went in the library. It was a library <laughs> in the SLS. It's a library <laughs> where people drink tea and read books. I went in there with the boombox and <laughs> do a concert. We up in there drunk. The people working there forgot they worked there. They partying yeah, with us. Like, we getting drinks. Y'all get the vodka. Get the. We turn up the library. Nah, it's too much. Well, it's the single is out right now. Yeah, man. Yes. Make sure you pick it up, stream it, and all that. Shout out stuff. Rock Nation Empire. Speaking of Rock Nation, I want to see you and Hov do more records together. I would love to, man. You know, that's a, it's, it's an honor. I think the people want to see that. He the best. There's no way around it. All right. Well, you ever did anything? I only have only done the all the way up. The remix, yeah. Yeah. Nothing else. No. Uh oh. Well, it's Fat Joe. <laughs> it's the <laughs> Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to Kashi Six Nine. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Takashi 69 took the stand yesterday. The first day of testimony went down yesterday, and that will continue today. He is a cooperating witness. And some of the things that happened in the courtroom, he's testifying to help make the government's case against alleged nine trade uh, blood members, Anthony Harbellison and Al Jeremiah Nuke Mack. So the first day, he talked about his music career starting. He said in 2014, he was working at the Stay Fresh Grill in Delhi in Bushwick. That's where he met Peter Righteous P. Rogers, who asked him if he could rap. He also talked about the history of Gummo, and he said that track was actually aimed at Trippy Red, who, according to Takashi, is a member of the Five Nine Brims set of the Bloods. He said me and Trippy Red were signed to the same label. There was a lot of jealousy involved. And then he talks about after releasing the song Gumbo, he knew he had a formula, and that formula was to repeat the gang image, promote it. He said that's what people like. Also, after the success of the song Kuda, he said he officially became a Nine Trey member, but he never had to go through the initiation. In return for him making money for the gang, he says that he got his career, street credibility, protection, all of it. So then he also tried to explain uh, the meaning of Treyway, and he said it was a more sophisticated way to name the gang, something that we could market. Uh, in addition to that, his ex-girlfriend actually ended up taking the stand. Oh, no, actually, it was Ellison's former girlfriend, Jaslyn Ramirez, and she said that she heard him admit to both the slashing and to Takashi's kidnapping. So Takashi broke down more details about the gang uh, before the court ended for the day. He talked about the nine-tray handshake, how hand signs are made. He talked about the prison lineup and street lineup, which is members who are behind bars and members who are not incarcerated. Did he give out their shoe sizes and hat sizes, too? Seemed like he know blood types and everything. So, well, you know, it's just the first day, so there's plenty of time oh, for yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Today it goes down. Listen, I don't feel sorry for him. Niggas make choices, all right? I remember when 6 9 came here the first time, and I tried to warn him, and everybody said I was trying to troll him, I was hating, I was trying to get in his head. No, I'm just a grown-ass man who's seen all those reruns like 6 9 before. Now, and wh whether you pretend to be a gangster or you're doing it for real, you, you only Here's end up Takashi in jail or dead. on The Breakfast no. Club talking about his gangster. But listen, I'm gangster. I know I'm gangster. I know I, I tell everybody all the time, test my gangster, right? 
Yes, that was that was him being a That's superhero. All y'all he was being he more. was being fake. That's all it was. Were any of y'all surprised though? He's not a street kid. I, know, I think everybody they was put him into it. Did you think he was not going to snitch? Did you think he not was not going to tell? He's not from that life. Like it's not surprising. I'm surprised. You take somebody from did. the deli who's not in any type of yes. thing and never lived that life and throw forty years at him. Now here's what else he had to say about ninety percent of people who are about that life snitch. So what you think he going to? Now let's hear him talking about being untouchable. What you're doing could get you killed, and I think that's part of what everybody's saying is well, they're trying to quote unquote check you. So anybody can get touched. Don't Takashi. follow in that same footsteps. I mean, the famous last words are, "I can't be touched." I mean, well, this is this is what I'm gonna say to you, Charlemagne. Till that day, I'm gonna laugh because I know when that day comes, everyone's gonna laugh. So right but now, you can prevent that day. I strive for it. It's nothing you could tell me. Right, listen, I hope you have a long career, but let's I see am. if you're around next year. I and I mean that as an artist and as a human being. Hey. All right, here's some more of Takashi flashing back to that Breakfast Club interview. I'll be out to 2020. When when Bobby Schmurter come back, I'll just give it. I'll give everything. I'll be like, yo, take it back. You know what I'm saying? Treyway, man. And listen, right. when you and when you get touched, just make sure to hit me up. I swear to Charlemagne that okay. I would make sure you're the first person I call, and I'll Please. be like, yo, I'll let you handle. And I'm gonna say album. it happens. Yeah. Now would now 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 you're gonna change your ways a but little bit. But trust me, it's never gonna happen oh, and everyone God. in this room guarantee it's never gonna happen. Did he call you? There, there was even, no, there was even a part of that interview where, you know, because you can't talk to the young boy but so long. You gotta talk to his OG. We pulled Shotty on the mic too. Who's, I wanna talk to one of your OGs. Okay, put, put 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 Trey on the mic. Trey, we've seen we've seen this movie before, right? Mm -hmm. Like don't you think that he's causing a lot of this on himself? In a sense, he's um expressing himself just like everybody else that gets on the internet. People perceive it to be him uh, trolling. I'm not in his generation. Most of the people in his generation, they do the same thing. With that being said, this is America. We have a freedom of speech. Yeah, they made money off of trolling and it went too far. But he's not a street kid. I, I don't even know why anybody would expect him to be a street individual. I don't even know why the street individuals put that much effort in and trust into him because they know what's going to happen. Hey, man. Niggas make choices, all right? Well, he's facing okay. now a mandatory a minimum of 47... He would have been facing a mandatory minimum of 47 years if he um, admitted all the crimes. But now that he is testifying, he probably gets some leniency, if you ever, for sure. If, if you ever wondered what real snitching is, is like, if you ever wondered what it looks like, look no further than Takashi, all right? Freedom of speech. You run with a crew, you run with an organization, uh -huh. you do dirt with them, and then when you all go down, you tell on the whole team. That is the epitome of snitching. We're not going to sit here and act like 6ix9ine was no innocent in this situation, okay? Yeah. He was ordering hits, telling people they was going to get touched. We all saw it coming. Started living a lifestyle. He made a choice. He all did. right, well, he'll be back on the stand today. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. Why are they not televising that? I, I was not, There's no too. cameras allowed in there. Really? Mm -mm. And I'm wondering what you know what happens when he comes out. Does he do a gospel album? Does he start rapping again? And you know do people gonna care? Gonna, you know what's going to happen when he comes out? Nothing. He's going to pick up right where he left off. And then kids are going to follow he, him. He's going to put out music. People are going to play the music. He's going to be on the gram having a good time. And people are going to act like they didn't even know he did what he just did. Because he can't be a witness protection with the big 6'9 on his forehead. Nobody cares. This is a different era, bro. All right? All right. All right. Well, Charlemagne. It'd be dope if you put out an R&B album. Oh, singing. Singing. You stupid. Why not? Humming on you, bro. What are you giving your donkey to, you ass? You know what, man? We need to give donkey the day of Kentucky Fried Chicken. They need to come to the front of the congregation because they're trying to kill us. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. Ah! <laughs> 
It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They're waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make the judgment of who was gonna be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yes. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, September 18th goes to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Listen. In the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, 11, it says, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. I'm saying all that to say when I was a child, I loved me some damn KFC. All right? <laughs> My wife used to work at KFC in high school, so I used to pull up and get all types of free food. Ten chicken tenders, two biscuits, and all the potato wedges you can give me. That was my meal of choice. All right? When I used to get high, and when my wife worked at KFC in high school, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm, good eating there. And if I would have kept eating that BS every day, I'd probably be dead right now. If not dead, on my way. Uh, I'd probably be a 250, 275-plus pound statistic in America's obesity epidemic. Uh, I love KFC. Right? Just like I love Popeyes, but man, I eat that on very, 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 very rare occasions nowadays. I think I had a Popeye from KFC a few years ago and a three-piece spicy chicken tender from Popeyes last year when my wife was pregnant. But I love myself too much now to be putting this kind of junk in my body. And what bothers me about these places, these major food corporations who peddle this fast food to people, uh, you know, who when it comes to diet, don't know better or simply can't afford better. Like, that's who they peddle their food to. People who, you know, don't know better or simply can't afford better, okay? They know they are peddling death, but they don't care. And there's a great article in the New York Times right now called What's the Right Way to Reverse the Obesity Epidemic? And it talks about how the efforts to educate people about the health risk of a poor diet do not seem to be working in America. All right, it also talks about how food environments need to change. I actually want to quote an associate professor of exercise and sports science at the University of South Carolina, Aiken. Drop one of clues bombs for USC Aiken. Uh, this, this man's name is Brian Barr, and he gave a quote for this New York Times article. He said, the food industry and government have created a toxic food environment where unhealthy foods are easier and cheaper to eat than healthy food. Food is available almost everywhere, and it turns out that much of the food we are continually exposed to is of poor nutritional quality, end quote. This is why KFC is getting donkey today, okay? It's because they know, like other fast food restaurants know, the poison they're giving people, okay? They know these foods lead to obesity, which leads to all types of causes of death, like heart disease, diabetes, strokes, and some types of cancer, but they don't care, all right? Uh, just a couple weeks ago, people were applauding KFC because they came out with plant-based fried chicken. That was KFC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came out with plant-based fried beyond chicken. Beyond chicken. Yeah, beyond chicken. First of all, there's no such thing because chickens don't grow on trees. Second of all, it's good. Uh, they were at least making an attempt had more healthier options. But third of all, today, whatever goodwill they established by presenting uh, plant-based GMO-filled fried chicken, that went out the window because they sent out a press release about their latest addition to their menu. No need for me to tell you what it is. Let's go to KFSN ABC 30 for the report, please. All right, how would you like to try out a chicken and donut sandwich? Take a look at it. That's it right there. KFC says it's testing out this new sandwich in some parts of the country. It's a piece of fried chicken there in between two glazed donuts. And you can try out the donut chicken sandwich uh, in, in uh, Richmond and Norfolk. They are testing it out there at KFC. Let us know if you try it out. See, this is what happens when the white man sees that the stereotype that you Negroes love chicken is not a stereotype at all. 
All right. Uh, I am so sick of the white man stealing from black people. This, my friends, is nothing but the chicken version of the Luther. See, somebody at KFC headquarters was high and watching reruns of my top three favorite TV show of all time, and it's not three, the Boondocks. Anybody who knows me knows that I could watch reruns of Girlfriends and Boondocks for the rest of my life and be completely happy. Okay, I own the complete season box set of both. All right, I have the four-season box set of the Boondocks, and I use season four as a coaster because it was trash. You know why it was trash? Because Aaron Magruder wasn't the writer on it. They had all the right ingredients but the wrong chef. But seasons one, two, through, through, through three, when Aaron Magruder and Rodney Barnes, you know, was, was using the pins, classics. So many cultural moments they have predicted, and this new donut sandwich from KFC is no exception because on season one, episode 10, titled The Itis, the Luther was introduced to the world. If you're too young to remember what the Luther was, let me refresh your memory. I present to you the Luther. A four-pound burger patty covered in cheese, grilled onion, five strips of bacon, all sandwiched between... Two donuts! Mm. Granddad, you can't serve this kind of food to people. It'll cause death. Whoa, this is what crack must feel like. See, the white man been stealing from the original man, which is the black man, for years, man. All right, they stole us, and now they stole our ideas. Even the ones that are satire. Aaron Magruder was trying to warn people through the boondocks about our poor eating habits. You heard what Huey said. You can't give that to people. That's death. Okay? Riley passed out after he ate it. They were telling you that our culture of eating any and everything was wrong. Do you know that in Japan, cultural stigma against being overweight is, is, is strong? Like the government and the food environment in Japan work in tandem to encourage thinness. I read that in the New York Times article. Okay, I just learned that. I'm not that smart. But the point is, America does the exact opposite. Okay, our government and the food environment work in tandem to keep us fat and unhealthy. And offering customers two options, a chicken and donut basket meal for $5.49 or a chicken sandwich for $5.99 with a fried chicken patty between two donut buns. That's the most unhealthiest combination you could provide. But hey, KFC don't care. They got quarterly goals to hit. That's why it's only available for a limited time. And we all know how this is going to end after you eat this. If you don't, the boondocks have tried to warn you. Boy, boy, are you okay? I'm sure it's just the itis, right? That or insulin shock, do CPR. Riley, wake up! Yeah, I'm not sure yelling at him is gonna help, Granddad. How do you not know CPR? I tried to learn CPR, but they wouldn't let me. Because I was black. What? Man, that's not true. Granddad, is that you? Oh, boy. I thought we lost you there for a second. How was the Luther? Best thing ever. Sounds like an endorsement to me. I hope I just didn't endorse the donut chicken sandwich from KFC. You did. <laughs> Please let Marie Ma give KFC the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid mother Are You dumb. When does it come out? kind of like chicken and waffles. No, no, it's not like chicken and waffles. That's a terrible combination, too. But this is not like chicken and waffles. Because they're not taking the chicken and putting it between two waffles and you cover it in syrup and then take a bite out of it. I have they had, do that that. They had that before. Yeah, they, they do definitely that. do have that. What? Chicken and, wa- and yeah. chicken and waffle sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Who would 100%. do such a thing? It's actually good. Well, keep killing yourself. But you should they go read. They always do the little mini ones. Yeah, like the little smaller a, ones. Yeah. yeah. No, keep killing yourself. You should go read the article in uh, the New York Times. It came out yesterday. It's called, What's the Right Way to Re- Reverse the Obesity Epidemic? All right. All right. Yes. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
keep it real with 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 Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Show me the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Anthony from uh, from New Jersey. What's what's going on? He gave his full government. Bro? What's your question for Yee? My question is uh, basically, you know, how do you uh, spice up your uh, sex life with uh, when your relationship after six years? When your relationship what? He said after six years. It's, uh, going on practice for, for longer than six years, you know, basically, you know, basically trying to spice up the whole sex life. Is everything else going well in the relationship, just not the sex part? Uh, yeah, it might be going, it might be cheating going on. Um, you know, I that doesn't a, sound good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to, you know, spice this up so, you know, I can figure out if I'm actually getting cheated on or not. Okay, so. Just your sex life alone won't dictate whether or not somebody's cheating. No, I don't. I don't think that would be dictating at all. If somebody was just cheating. So, what makes you think I that think, she's cheating, and is that what changed? You know, you? I went. Through, I found an email yesterday, and um, the email basically was stating, like, basically, I'll build you a house with my bare hands. Whoa! And this, that, the third, but and, and basically was basically like I don't, you know, getting emails, and I thought it, lo- it looked like it was email to email. It didn't look like it just was one response. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, she just denied it to the end and acted like it was not even an email. And then there was no sent response, but it looked like it was deleted mm-hmm. before. So I, I caught the same. It was saved in her, you know, sent box. So I cannot just say that until you guys mend these other parts of your relationship, sometimes it's very difficult to have a great sex life when other parts of your relationship aren't going that great. Exactly. And that's the, and that's the issue. And I'm trying to actually just be more romantic. And mm-hmm. I, it seems like, you know, we, we passed the honeymoon stage. We definitely did. Right. And, and, I'm def- and I'm trying to figure out what I can do. Because, if, you know, what if the email was just some random guy drunk just texting her? Is it so? so is that the only issue you've had, or does she act different? No, well, she started acting different. We it started acting different. I would say about like two months ago, everything started going downhill, mm-hmm. and 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 basically, once I found the email, that's what basically made me a hundred percent think that this was going on. Okay, so you have these indications. So, have you guys had a conversation about whether or not she still wants to be in the relationship? Um, you know, we didn't have no conversation about that. She's actually uh, at work right now. Okay. So, so I just recommend that you know. guys spend some time together figuring out what it is that she wants because I don't know if she's mentally checked out, if she's doing other things. I don't know. If, and you haven't even asked her, is this what you want? Are we trying to mend these things? Because it's going to take both of you to work on it for you guys to mend things and make things better. And you said you of need course. to be more romantic. So you know that you've been slipping. Yeah, I definitely been slipping. You feel me? Like she definitely, like I know I've been slipping. Just you know, when we start fighting, everything comes out. Right. And you know the and when you know the drunk the drunk man tells the truth as they say. But mm-hmm. and you know when she got drunk the other night and she started uh, snapping on me, it was uh, all about what I was. I, I'm not all lovey dovey. I cheesed her to this person, and basically I'm not giving her what she needs. Right. But I'm 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 I'm, I'm working. 12 hours a day trying just to, you know, put food in my mouth. I'm down here from New Jersey and we're living in Hialeah and it's not, it's you know, it's not easy, you know? Right. So, it's I ne- mean, I, 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 I'm definitely, well, my bad, I'm definitely slipping, but 
Well, you know, relationships are, are never always easy. You, Everybody gets to those uh, situations. There's ebbs and flows. Some, it sounds like you guys are going through a downtime. You're not 100% sure what's going on, but you know you guys have been acting differently. You know you haven't been doing everything that you can do. So now is the time that maybe you need to take a couple of days off from work. Do you have vacation days? Yeah, I have vacation days. Okay, so why don't you guys take a couple of days off and really spend some time together, not getting drunk and not arguing with each other, but just having real conversations. Okay, that definitely sounds like it definitely is needed. And, yeah. Uh, Getting drunk part is definitely out of the question. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want another one of those. <laughs> like I'm. I'm a very uh, non. You know. Right. I don't like fighting with her. You know. And you guys I, should just really agree don't. agree to be as open and communicate as much as possible without getting mad at each other. Let's just express ourselves. Say what it is that you need. I'll tell you what it is that I need, and let's figure out how we can make this work. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Okay. Good luck to you guys. I, it sounds like yeah, it's something that's right. fixable. You just got to pay more attention to each other. We take each other for granted a lot. Yeah, I, I really do. And that's the one thing. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. Can I shout out uh, somebody real quick? Of course. I want to shout out Angelica for counsel for Hallelujah. Uh, definitely one. Uh, she's one, one for the club. Definitely one for the job. She actually cares. And uh, shout out Florida. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello. Who's this? It's Gwen. Hey, Gwen, what's your question for you? So I have a business question for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually, I have two nonprofits, but I'm asking the question about one. I've been working on this one for about five years. Um, and I worked full time. I still work full time to mm -hmm. finance it. Um, but the problem is it hasn't been making as much progress as I would like, just because I don't have the time right. to invest in it. And I learned that I have um, three options for mm -hmm. it. Um, and I learned this from working for the agency I work for. They have a lot of investors um, that donate to their nonprofit, mm -hmm. but they lost, they don't have a lot of control. So we have certain things that we have to do in order to, I guess, please the investors um, or the, the donors. Right. Um, so I, d I also have an option to get a loan, um, but you know, I have student loan debt now, so I don't want to, get more debt mm -hmm. and then my other option is what I'm doing now which is self-funding which you know five years I definitely haven't made the progress that I wanted to make okay um, and just for a little bit of insight I did leave my job in May mm -hmm. um to work on it full-time and I saved I saved several thousand dollars to work on it and it was making progress like things were picking up I got insurance coverage or it's like credential with insurance companies, all of those things start happening quickly, but there's a lot of like unknown fees and mm -hmm. um, expenses and I started running out of money really quickly. What is so the nonprofit? One nonprofit, that, the one I've been working on for years is Insane Couples and it is just dedicated to creating um, lasting uh, healthy marriages. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one is the FACTS Initiative and that's Family and Child Therapeutic Services. So they're both uh, things that are very needed. 
Okay, so you right. so you talk about the different options you have, and I understand what you say about getting an investor, right? Because when you get these donors and investors, they do have a say in what goes on. And it sounds like you want more control. You want to be able to control what it is because it's your baby. You've been spending yeah. your own blood, sweat, tears, and money working on this for five years. Right. And sometimes you take that money and that means you give up some control and you give up a percentage of your company. Now, I also understand you said you could get a loan and you getting a loan means that it's still your company, but you do have to pay back that loan. And that is putting yourself in a situation where you have more debt. And the third option is to keep going, like you said, like you have been. Now, is this something you're doing all on your own? Right. And and that's the time part, right? So I'm mm-hmm. building websites and I'm doing all of these things that on by myself pretty much. So what it really sounds like is you need help. And that's what I would okay. say first and foremost. A lot of times we start things and we start companies and we create something, but we try to do it all by ourselves. And there's things that you can be doing with your time that is more productive and things that you can get somebody else to help you with. So you don't have an okay. assistant or anything. Um, my husband has been awesome. I'm, other than him, not, not really. And I guess that's another expense. That or I'm, you I'm could get some. Is. You could get some interns. Oh yes. And you can get people to help you out that can get paid as money comes in. Also, you know, I think it's really okay. great when you can say if you're say you're planning an event to help raise money or you're trying to get things done or make some connections. Because it sounds like what you really need to do is make some connections. Right, okay. that that will help bring in some money. Now, what that can what that can mean is that you can get somebody that if they bring in some sponsorships or bring in some events, they get a percentage of that, and so that way, as they work and make money, and you make money, that's how they make money, and that's a great way to mm-hmm. do it when you don't have the money to put out there. But it sounds like you need some help, and you, you can't do it all by yourself. And I wouldn't be against working with somebody who I think would be great. Do you have anybody in mind that is like minded and you think would be a good asset? Yes, so I actually, um, for the second nonprofit I started, a fax initiative, I found a business partner for that, and she's been great with helping me out with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that one's a little bit, um, I guess it doesn't require as much, right. so it just needs us as a therapist. And, but the other one, the Ensign Couples, we, we host events and couples retreats, so it's a lot more to that. Um, right, it sounds like it's a lot more. I think that if you can get somebody that can help you and that can bring in some money and they get paid off of that money, because at the end of the day, right, you have to invest in yourself. And what that means right. is sometimes you are going to have to spend money. Maybe you do take out a small business loan with a really low interest rate so that you can get somebody to help. But if it's going to bring you a lot more money, it's worth it. Okay. All right. I really love the intern thing. I haven't thought about that. Okay. So, yeah, I would start there and get somebody really good, somebody who's dedicated. It could be a college student. It could be somebody who is, you know, cares just as much as you do about these things. And they can do that in the beginning with the hopes of when there's money coming in, they can make some money. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Good luck, though. I love the work that you're doing, that you're passionate about. Thank you. I ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call ye. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and you know what? You can also call if you want to come to Powerhouse NYC. So make sure you listen before the People's Choice Mix because that's when we're going to give you the chance to win one of 10 trips to New York for Powerhouse, complete with a round-trip airfare for two, two nights hotel accommodations, suite tickets, and a chance to meet the Breakfast Club. It all goes down at the Prudential Center, October 26th. That features Migos, Meek Mill, Little Baby, A Boogie, The Baby, David O, Meg Thee Stallion, Saweetie, Polo G, Little TJ, and more. Just text today's keyword to 37911, and that's how you'll enter for a chance to 
to win. And you also get a chance to meet the Breakfast Club live. Thanks to our friends at LuLaRoe, who is a pioneer in social retail and also one of the fastest growing apparel brands in the U.S. To shop LuLaRoe, visit L-U-L-A-R-O-E.com. That's LuLaRoe.com. And in the rumors, we'll be talking about Kanye West. Now, Northwest has been banned from doing something, and we'll tell you what he's saying that she's not allowed to do at the age of six. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We are The Breakfast Club. All day. <laughs> she the ad lib. She the hype woman. Well, not technically all day, just 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. All right, well, let's all get day. to the rumors. Kim K! It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, Kanye West, according to Kim Kardashian, is not allowing Northwest to wear makeup. Here's what she had to say to E! News. You know, she loves makeup, but her dad won't let her wear it. And she likes to play with it. And she loves to now give makeovers. So she loves the colors. With the whole, like, no makeup thing, it's really interesting. I have two five-year-olds, and it's always this, like, no makeup rule. Is that something that you're promoting, too, as well? Is that just Kanye? He's like, no, no makeup. I think Which he... I get. Yeah, no, I think he had it. He, yeah. like, changed all the rules. Because, like, on, I'd let her wear, you know, she has a little red for Christmas. I'd let her wear, you know, a red lip. Yeah. Or I'd let her do one pop of something. And I'm, so I, I kind of got in trouble for that. I mean, she's five. What do you mean, no makeup outside? She, she still six, plays with yeah. it. She still plays with it in, in you know... In the house and does uh, dresses herself up, but just not outside wearing makeup every day, right? Is that right. what she's saying? Well, you know, her dad know doesn't want saying. her to wear it. Because my daughter wears makeup in the house. They play. She puts he didn't it. say outside of the That's house. So he just doesn't let her. I mean, she doesn't go outside with it, but she looks crazy sometimes. She has all types of different eyeliner. Looks weird, but it's, oh yeah, little girls love to play. That's in your their daughter. Mind. Let them people parent the way they want to parent. I'm just yeah, asking. So I'm, I mean, she doesn't mind, and he does mind. So okay. it is what it is. I don't see the need to be wearing makeup at six years old, but what your do daughter doesn't play with makeup. He, she didn't say play, she said wear. I'm just asking. Well, yeah, because she's playing with it. She sees her mom doing it, yeah. so she wants to y'all put on a little lipstick. Y'all own headlines. I heard her say that Kanye don't want the daughter to be wearing makeup at six. I ain't hear nothing about no playing with no makeup. That's what it is. Kim Kardashian says she lets her wear a pop of lip, and she lets her wear one thing at a time. Wear. Right. And he's talking about being in the house, playing around, drawing on your face, right? Yes. Well, she, wearing. She wearing wearing she, is leaving the well, house with Well, she said it. that her daughter loves makeup, so it is what it is. And that's what it is. When you're a little girl, you are play- You don't really know how to put on makeup. When you're putting on makeup, you're playing with it. So a lot of times you put it on wrong. I'm sorry. I know, because y- I grew up doing that. Yeah, my daughter looked like she had a black eye the other day. She put so much yeah. makeup on. I was like, yo, you I mean, it's so a cute. really normal thing, but it's also a normal thing for your parents to feel like you're too young to be wearing makeup. What age did you start and, playing and, with makeup? And, and that's two different conversations, which is my whole point. She's talking about wearing makeup, and we're talking about playing with makeup. Y'all, on to the next door. Y'all just ruined it. When you're six, you're playing with makeup. What age did you start playing with makeup, You're not a makeup artist. Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it is what it is. All right, now, 50 Cent has revealed that Eminem turned down doing a possible tour with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, even though there was a lot of money involved. Here's what he told Big Boy. He didn't want to go on tour, Big. I showed him a layout. We could have went on tour, me, M, Dre, Snoop. Imagine that. What was that? Oh, my gosh. Make that happen, please. People do not believe how much money. I know, bro. And and, And M was like... There was so many dates at the time, the way they laid it out, that he was like, I, I just don't want to go on tour and come back. And Haley's grown. He cared about his daughter. He wanted to be there for that. And it was just too many dates. He said collectively they would have made over $100 million. Wow. All right, now Lizzo has apologized, and that's because she accused a Postmates driver of stealing her food. 
So she said, hey, at Postmates, <laughs> this girl, and she put her name and everything, stole my food. She lucky I don't fight no more. Postmates responded, hi, we're sorry to hear you've had a less than satisfactory experience. Would you mind DMing the email address linked to your account so we can look further into this? Then she right. did apologize. She said, I apologize for putting that girl on blast. I understand I have a large following, and there were so many variables that could have put her in danger. Apparently, she didn't respond in the five-minute time frame, so... The woman drove off with the food. I definitely have had somebody. Well, we understand, Lizzo. You're not yourself when you're hungry. Do this All to right? me before. Might All right. got her a Snickers. Now, Dave East is having some issues now. He's been cited for a battery on a woman. After last weekend in Vegas, cops interviewed multiple witnesses. There was an altercation that these two women and himself got into following an appearance, allegedly, at Dre's nightclub. According to the police report, they said that he invited two women back to his room and started having sex with them. He told officers that one woman was upset that he wasn't giving her as much attention and started flipping out, started throwing champagne bottles at him from across the room. Uh, two of those champagne bottles made contact, hitting him in the head, left him with a cut, which he did have. The cops saw that on his arm and on his leg. Now, according to the woman, she said that in the middle of the sexual encounter, she got into an argument with Davies and threw punches five or six times. Uh, he threw punches and one of them hit her arm. And that's when she ran to the bathroom to call the cops. She did not mention the bottles that were thrown. So there were other witnesses who was a third woman who entered the room. And the, that woman said that he was the aggressor. And his friend only saw the woman throwing the bottle. So it's basically a whole he said, she said. Mm -hmm. Both parties were cited for misdemeanor battery. Nobody was arrested. And they were both treated at separate hospitals. Sheesh. That's why, man, those threesomes, boy, you never know what could happen. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Sheesh. All right. Well, thank you for that rumor report. Revol no problem. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Reverend Al. Hey, hey. Well, good morning, my brother. Good morning. Good How's morning. Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. How y'all doing? Good. How you feeling, man? You up doing I'm the work good. early this morning? Oh, you know I did that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you be in the gym every morning, Reverend. Now you work out five days a week? I work out seven, seven days, days a week. Wow. Damn. Seven days a week. I get up at four. I'm in the gym at five. Mm -hmm. And every time I get a little tired on the elliptical, I think of Charlemagne the God and I do another half a mile. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going to call me old and fat ever again. <laughs> Wow. Jeez. <laughs> what time you go to sleep? About 10, 11. Okay, I don't need okay. a lot of sleep. Sleep is for folk that don't have an agenda. Mm. Mm. Well, let's talk about that agenda right now because there's a lot going on. Of course, we want to talk about Officer Daniel Pantaleo getting fired and the New York Police Department and police departments in general. We uh, had to fight just to get a man fired that uh, was on videotape choking a man unarmed man to death, saying 11 times, I can't breathe. He should have been brought to trial. They not only refused to prosecute him locally in Staten Island, they refused to prosecute him in the federal courts, even though the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department wanted to bring the civil rights charges. So after we were able to get Pantaleo fired, we went and met with the uh, chairman of the Judiciary Committee of Congress, Congressman Jerry Nadler, and said Congress needs to change the laws to hold police more accountable. Mm -hmm. And we need to investigate what the Justice Department is doing, not only with the case of Eric Garner, but the case in, in uh, Chicago, the case in uh, Baltimore. Around the country, we've seen this. Uh, we fought a case last year in Sacramento, California, Stephon Clark. Yeah. The state of California has a Stephon Clark law that just got passed. Mm -hmm. 
where a uh, police can't use deadly force unless they can prove it's uh, totally un- no other options. Why isn't that federal law? Mm-hmm. So on Thursday, uh, the 19th this week, we're having a congressional hearing with the Judiciary Committee of the House, same House uh, committee that had Mueller, to talk about policing. And some of the victims will be there. I'm testifying. And the idea is to bring this Judiciary Committee in line to therefore go for federal laws. The laws that are set up now are too nebulous and vague mm-hmm. to bring police to justice. We're not anti-police, but police must be held accountable. That, no one should be above yeah, the law. Yeah, that seems like common sense. Yeah. Like if, unless it's completely necessary and you can prove that it was necessary, don't kill anybody. I give credit to the Judiciary Committee. Uh, on that committee is Jerry Nadler, the chairman. But, uh, you know, AOC's on that committee, mm-hmm. uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Hakeem Jeffries. If we can get them on that committee to move this into the House, we think we can make new federal law. And you're the first person to be responsible for a full Judiciary Committee hearing around police Well, I mean, those of us that got the hearing, yeah. We've okay. never had a hearing uh, uh, on this issue before the Judiciary Committee that they can recall or we can re- even research. Wow. So, uh, and, and you would think with all these killings, there would have been a lot of exactly. killings. <laughs> so, I mean, you're right to be uh, 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 checking that because it just doesn't make sense. Where have they been living? Yeah. We are 20 years since Rodney King, mm-hmm. and, I, and I fought that one. And, uh, and, and there's been no new federal law. And now we've got this man in the White House that has sent every signal with his attorney general that they're not going to do anything about policing. The first thing Jeff Sessions did, who was uh, uh, Trump's first attorney general, was he stopped all of the consent decrees where the federal government under Eric Holden, then Loretta Lynch, would take police departments and say, no, we're taking you in essence under receivership because you have a pattern of abuse. He canceled all of that. So when Sessions met with, he called all of us, said, I know y'all were opposed to me, but let's meet. We met, and he met us to tell us, no, 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 I'm not going to do any of what y'all want to do. I guess he got some thrill out of telling us to our face, and that was the head of NACP, head of Urban League, uh, about 10 of us. And that was Jeff Sessions who said that? That was Jeff Sessions okay. uh, about two weeks after he was uh, inaugurated. It really is to no avail. That's why the Congress must act, and that's why uh, this we're excited about the possibilities of Thursday, but we don't take anything for granted. Now, is there a fear of a, an appeal? Because I see the narrative that they're, they're starting to spit. They're saying that uh, police officers are scared to arrest people. They're scared to stop people. And we also see that he's filing for an appeal, like, you know, file for an appeal, let it die down, and then try to get him back on the job where nobody's necessarily thinking about it anymore. Is there any fear of that? There's always the caution of that. Uh, which is why you have to stay organized. Mm-hmm. And that, that is why you need groups that are going to be there in and out. We, what we can have is flash pan uh, activism where you just pop up when something happens. That's why Nash Action Network, we've been there. We meet every Saturday, live on the radio, 28 years, 29th year in March. You need people that's going to be there. And, uh, you know, people ask me, DJ, a lot of times, why do the victims call you? One is there's somewhere to call. Right. There's offices. Mm-hmm. There's an organization. Secondly, because people want to uh, have people that will stay with them. The Garner family and I have been together five years this happened. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes people are with you for the first two or three months, and life kicks in. They have to do other things. They, other uh, things move up. We are set up to do this. So to this answer is your, your life, this is the, my whole life, mm-hmm. and and this is why uh, I'm saying we have caution, not fear. We expect going in 
that it's going to be a hard fight. They're going to appeal it if we win, and we've got to be ready to go through that, and you've got to keep the family strong. Because you had to remember, none of these families volunteered to be activists. They're not trained activists. Mm. They wake up one morning, their whole world turned upside down, mm. and they need people that can have been through this to help them get through it. And then they go through the months where it goes dark. Nobody's talking about it. And they still are dealing with the grief. They're dealing with how they're going to make a living because now they have a name and who's going to hire them. And you got to be there for them. Otherwise, you shouldn't mess with folk if you're not going to help them. So what does justice look like in this situation? Because he's I, not going to jail. No. I think justice in this case, he loses his job. But if he becomes the impetus to new federal laws which right. correct some policing, that is the closest we can get to justice. In you know, you said something earlier because you said that you know, you've been dealing with the same stuff for 20 years. Why do you think that is? You think that sometimes we focus on these moments instead of focusing on the actual system that right. needs to be changed? I think that we focus on the uh, symptoms and the incident. And we we mistaken people that are episodical uh, event planners with activists. There's a mm -hmm. difference between an event planner and an activist. Event planner, big march, a uh, big rally. Activists goes after changing structures and build permanent institutions, and we've got to stop being that. We we uh, I tell a lot of uh, my friends in entertainment that just because you show up at the rally and say love the family, thank you Jesus, and, and then cuss twice, don't make you an activist. Right. You got to be involved in some long term kind of commitment to changing the whole pattern of where we are reason we remember Martin Luther King is because they changed laws, that's right. voting rights that's right. laws, that's right. you know, civil rights laws, that's right. not because they had a rally. Right. That's so right. we, that's why we deal with the Judiciary Committee. We have to change the laws. The things we were able to do in New York, we stopped stopping frisk. We were able to deal with racial profiling laws and different things in the country. So my thing is let's look at the record because the rest, the drama doesn't mean anything if it doesn't lead to some s systematic change. All right, we got more with Reverend Al. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Reverend Al. What you did know, you think about Jay-Z and his meeting with the NFL? What, what were your I, thoughts? I have not talked to him, and uh, uh, I have nothing but respect for Colin Kaepernick. And uh, my personal choice and the choice of National Action Network is I won't deal with the NFL until Colin Kaepernick has a job. What Jay-Z's trying to do, I'm not going to down him uh, because I don't know what it is, but that was his choice. And and I remember last time I was here, Charlemagne, God said to me, you know, Jay-Z did a line against you in the uh, uh, one of his raps. Four, four, four. So I could, I could, I could shoot back. I'm not going to do that because <laughs> what he's doing could be fine. Mm -hmm. And I got 99 problems. Jay-Z ain't one of them. Okay, okay, okay. You've okay. been working on that ball. You've been working on that ball. that ball But you know what's interesting? You, you mentioned Martin Luther King Jr. You know, when I was younger, I used to always love the radicals. And I still love the radicals. The Nation of Islam, Malcolm X, right. Elijah Muhammad, Mr. Farrakhan. But as I've gotten older, I realized, man, the person who actually made systemic change was Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. was on their ass. He showed up everywhere. He 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 uh, had meetings with people that people would call him an Uncle Tom and oh, a yeah. coon and a sellout for. But he actually got things done. No, they would call him a sellout on one side, and then the others would give him hell when he would meet with the radicals on the other side. Yeah, you need the radicals and you need the moderates, and then you need to find some common ground to see who really wants to get something done. I I, I was at the Congressional Black Caucus. And I told him, I said, people who criticize me, all Al Sharpton want is publicity. That's exactly what I want. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't nobody call me to keep a secret. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
Eric Garner's mother didn't call me and said, I want to tell you something now, but keep it down low. They choked my son to death. The police. She called me to get right. publicity. That's what I do. And that's how things happen. Right. That's if how people don't know about it, how can anybody act on anything? If you don't put the spotlight on something, nobody's going to react. It's not like these people are going to do what's right. You've got to expose it. And I learned all my career to keep the spotlight on it. And I didn't learn that at Brooklyn College Political Science. I learned that because we had roaches. If you kept the light on in the <laughs> kitchen, the roaches wouldn't come out. <laughs> what is the civil rights movement today? Because I'm not sure I we think got the, one. The biggest civil rights issue that I think a lot of people is missing is that if we do not get rid of this present president, we are not talking about Democrat or Republican. We're talking about the possibility that he can appoint one or two more people on the Supreme Court. Yes. If you've got a seven to two or six to three vote in the Supreme Court, you will lose voting rights. Mm -hmm. You will lose women's right to mm -hmm. choose Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. You will use LBTQ rights, immigration rights. This is about really canceling the last 50 years, which you referred to Dr. King of, of where we are. This is serious. It's fascism. It, it, we've gone right back to fascism. Forget about police reform. If they can stack at least one or two more seats in the Supreme Court, which is appointed by the president, all of that is reversed. And that is more important than is Joe Biden too old or whether Liz Warren uh, has got on the right thing or is Kamala got on the right pantsuit. We're talking about our literal freedom. Mm -hmm. And I think that any gearing at all around civil rights has to be around salvaging what we've already achieved, saving it, and then trying to go forward. Here's the problem. The elections are compromised. We know that. We know it's Russian interference. We know it's voter suppression. Mitch McConnell blocked the election security bill. How do we even know the fight's going to be fair in 2020? The only way we're going to be able to win is we have to have overwhelming numbers that they can't stop. How do we do it the same way we did it? in 08 and in 12 with Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. But what we didn't do is after we won in 08 and 12 is change that, right. block the uh, uh, the hacking, block the security. We won and we went to sleep. Yes. We, a lot of people never yes. left the inaugural ball after Barack mm -hmm. won. And just <laughs> stayed relaxed, at the White House. Stayed at it. Party. <laughs> and then, then when stuff started happening, Trayvon happened and Eric got all that under Barack and those that was in the street, they was out there, we don't need to do that no more. Yes, we did. They went to sleep. And while they caught us sleeping, Donald Trump happened. Trump right. couldn't have happened if we had stayed on our post. You think candidates are finally coming with a clear-cut agenda for black people? I think that they are getting there. They weren't there. And that's why I think that when, when I wake up and they come to our forum at Nash Action Network and I see them all one by one coming in the, the breakfast club, they <laughs> know that they're not coming to uh, places that we ain't going to ask the hard questions. Charlemagne the God ain't no different now than he was when he come out of South Carolina. And people saying, why has he got that little Southern accent? Who's that guy? <laughs> now he's all over. I, I, I wake up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom. He's sitting up there with the big late night talk shows. Mm -hmm. Who would have ever thought? If you don't believe there was a God, look at his career. <laughs> <laughs> said, God bless babies and fools, right? <laughs> could you yeah, see yourself in order to, okay, we talk about changing legislation. Could you see yourself sitting down with Donald Trump to push something together if you felt like it could be beneficial for us? When Donald Trump was elected, he called me a month later and invited me to Mar-a-Lago. And I said I would only meet with him if I could bring the other leaders of the National Civil Rights Organization. I said, I'm not coming. I'm not doing the photo op. There is no circumstance that I could think of I would meet with Donald Trump. I'm not looking for a meeting. I am looking 
for him to be defeated. He is totally committed to everything that we have fought for. There is nothing in my mind that will turn him around because he is a transactional guy. And he's already made his deal with the NRA. He's already made his deal with the right wing that is anti-voting rights, anti-civil rights, anti-police reform. So the only one that could benefit from that kind of meeting is he'd look like he's reaching out and I would look like I've lost my mind. When we talk about 1619 to 2019, 400 years, remember this, Charlemagne the God, that the people that they enslaved, they kidnapped us, took our names, broke up our families, as they came across the Atlantic, that most of them, two million some count, died and their bones at the bottom of the Atlantic, which means only the strongest got here. Mm. We're the children of the strongest. We are the heirs of the ones that could take the storms, the rain, the torrential things that happened across the Atlantic. So how do we get weak now when we came out of the ones that could survive the worst? Right. Mm. It's going to take more than a tweet to take us down. Word. All right. Well, All right. Now. Reverend we now. We appreciate you for joining us. Tell them how they can get in contact with you one more time. Nash, www.nationalactionnetwork.net, www.nationalactionnetwork.net. And Thursday, we'll be on the hill. People can come. Let's crowd it out. And let's stand up uh, and make the Congress do something at these congressional hearings. All right. Well, it's Reverend Al. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Everybody, it's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Fat Joe for joining us this morning. Salute to Joey Crack. Uh, top three storytellers in hip-hop, and he's not number three. There's nobody you want to hear tell a story better than Fat Joe, Irv Gotti, and Noriega. Mm-hmm. N-O-R-E. Hey, salute to everybody in Atlanta, too. I was in Atlanta yesterday. There's always so much love in Atlanta, but I was in Atlanta working. And I'm going to tell you something. I've never been to Ludacris's, uh restaurant chicken and beer. Man, drop one of Clues Bonds for chicken and beer. Maybe I was just starving because I didn't mm-hmm. eat all day. You went in the airport? To the I'm, one in the airport in Atlanta? Yeah, I went to the one in the airport. Yeah, airport I've been the there out. a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I had the collard green bowl with salmon croquettes. Lord have mercy. Boy, that was good with that dirty rice. I just want to salute them. And Did you, you know. tell Luda you were going before you went? No, why would oh. I do that? I let them know so that they know that you're coming and then they get to take a picture of you because it's good advertising for him. I'm not I don't like I don't like telling people where I'm gonna be at. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how Ludacris ain't gonna get you jumped. Yeah, I don't care. I like to do that because like, you help that's promote. That's corny to me. Like, you hey, yo, Luda, I'm coming to your restaurant. Right? If you're going to support somebody, you go support. I'm going there. I'm, yeah, I definitely let I'm them spending know. Spending money, like you know. Yeah, they like to they like to know that, and then you post a picture to let people know you were there because it helps support a black business. Well, I gave them some money yesterday. Yeah, and I'm, shot, and I'm shouting them out on a radio station <laughs> that's in 90 markets in 150 countries. So I think I'm doing my part in supporting. Well, shout yeah, to Luda. Shout to Jesus Christ. I love shout when people hit me and be like, there. I'm coming to the juice bar. Shout to Rugs out there. He owns Copper Cove. Shout to uh, BQE, one of my favorite restaurants in Atlanta. I, I just love the support, and, and, and they always make sure I'm good. So yeah, shout I'm going to be in Atlanta people. a lot this morning. I'm going to be at the AC3 Festival. A3C. A3C Festival. And then I'm going to be uh, be there for Tyler Perry's studio opening. Grand opening, yeah. Yep. And also, just as a reminder, the Lip Service Live Tour is coming to a city near you, so make sure you check those dates out on Ticketmaster. And right now, we are on pre-sale VIP. So, if you want to get tickets, you can do that before they go on sale to the general public on Friday. Starting now, the password, the code is Lip Service, and I think, or Lip Service VIP, because I know some people said Lip Service didn't work, and then they tried Lip Service VIP. So make sure you get those VIP meet and greet passes, and come meet me and the ladies from Lip Service on tour. All right, well, you got a positive note? Oh, and salute to everybody who listens to us in Atlanta on 96.7 The Beat. 
That's what they be saying. They be like, yo, they listen to y'all in the morning. I don't know if they're listening on 96.7 or the iHeartRadio app, but they show a lot of love in Atlanta. Right. This one dude walked up with me at the airport and was, he had his girl on the phone and he was like, I'm here with Charlemagne, old big head ass now, big head ass boy. Like, I, yeah. right. Okay. Hello to you too. Like your mother. <laughs> well, leave us on a positive note. Yes, man. Uh, the positive note actually comes from Marianne Williamson. Uh, you know, I love Marianne Williamson. Salute to Marianne Williamson. She says, "I'm better than I used to be, better than I was yesterday, but hopefully not as good as I'll be tomorrow." Repeat that to yourself every goddamn day. Breakfast Club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done?